I've heard people give other firefighters compliments that sound like, oh, they're an aggressive firefighter or they're an aggressive paramedic. But what exactly does that mean? And is it a good thing? I would say yes, being aggressive in your mode of execution, but not your method, is the key. Jocko Willink says that being proactive and aggressive are similar, and they're both good. And the idea for the title of this episode comes from him and his team at Echelon Front. In today's episode, I'll define what it means to be an aggressive firefighter and paramedic, and I'll break down with the help of Jocko what having the attitude of default aggressive means and how we can incorporate that way of thinking and operating. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line As we light the spark within ourselves It comes from way deep down inside We're so sick of the status quo We are here to let you know Unaddressed problems are a liability Core values, the brotherhood you need Accountability Ignited we stand Ignited we fall Remember I can remember when I was first starting out in fire and EMS. I was assigned to a rescue unit, which is an ambulance that we kept our fire gear on. If a fire toned out, we'd show up to the scene, we'd get turned out, and then absorb into the fire crews already on scene. It was like being a jack-of-all-trades, right? It's like a jack-of-all-trades situation. And for those of you currently in the fire service, you know that being a jack-of-all-trades is basically the definition of our job. People call us for all kinds of things, from blazing house fires to mass casualty motor vehicle crashes to the smell of toxic killer fumes. I'm putting air quotes on that, quote unquote, toxic killer fumes that ultimately turn out to be a big bag of mothballs at the bottom of a woman's closet. We have to adapt to every situation we're called to, regardless of its nature. And the people who call us have a high expectation in place as they should. Members of the public won't want a bunch of rude clowns showing up on what can be the worst day of their lives. No, they expect professional athletes who have an answer for everything in regards to their emergency. Everything and anything. They expect you to solve their problem, or at the very least, bring them to someone who can. We can't afford to be blasé or casual in our efforts to help people. We can't afford it. We're expected to take action quickly. You may have seen the videos online where a firefighter is taking his sweet time, turning out, and in the background, the house is fully engulfed. This is the exact opposite of how we should be operating. We have drills where we're to be fully turned out and breathing air in under a minute and a half. We have timed drills where we need to tag a hydrant, supply the engine, extend an attack line, and get water on the fire in under four minutes. It's all about being aggressive in our approach, aggressive in our mode of execution, but not necessarily our method. And let me explain what I mean by that. When I talk about our mode, I'm speaking specifically about understanding exactly what must be done and how it must be done by a certain time. That's what's behind an aggressive mode. When I talk about having an aggressive mode without being aggressive in our method, I'm talking about having finesse and skill in our execution. 
Think about starting an IV on a patient who needs fluids or medication. We don't just grab a catheter and start jabbing away, right? Although, I have seen some people go at it this way. We need to follow a refined process. I've seen medics jab an IV in someone before they even think to get a set of baseline vitals. And this is on a stable patient who's sitting up and talking. This isn't on some trauma patient, which I could understand. But people tend to get tunnel vision because they're aggressive in their method and not in their mode. Let's revisit that uh, IV scenario. How many of you out there have seen people jab an IV in a patient before they even set up an administration set? They sit there with a catheter in their patient with tamponade on the site, looking around desperately for someone else to get them something to connect to the port. Like, they get the IV, and then they look around like, well, who's got my administration set? Like, it's some kind of weird expectation, right? I did this thing, you all should do the other thing. No, that's childlike. That's unprofessional. A true professional would have had their administration set or saline lock at the ready before they even punctured the skin. Doing things like that on the front end saves you time on the back end. And not only that, they save the scene from getting any bloodier than it already may be. And to all those of you out there who are thinking, yeah, that's nice and all, but what about when the shit's hitting the fan and you can't be nice about things? <laughs> this way of thinking comes from those people who like to make excuses for their crappy behavior and their rough performance. This is the definition of unprofessional. Professionals don't make excuses, and they don't slack on what needs to be done due to their stress of the situation. Oh, it's stress. It's a volatile situation. Well, guess what? That's what you're hired to handle. That's what you're expected to be able to handle. So don't use it as an excuse. A true professional is refined in their approach. They are systematic. They understand that the work they do on the front end will save them multiple corrections and a lot of time later on. Put the fire out right the first time because you damn sure don't want to go back for a rekindle, right? Jocko Willink says that you want to be dictating what happens, not responding to it. Think of how the company officer has to show up on scene and bring some sense of control to the situation. And yes, we respond to the scene. But the events that happen from the moment we show up should be a result of our specific, aggressive, and skilled actions. We shouldn't look like we're trying to herd chickens on a fire or EMS scene. We gain control of the scene or the situation by being aggressive in our plan of action, not the individual actions themselves. Not necessarily, anyway. Sure, there may be a situation where we've got to do some forcible entry, but we don't just do it because we can do it. We do it in a controlled manner that comes as a result of training and technique. Not grabbing your biggest dumb guy on the, on the fire ground and pointing to the door yelling, Hulk smash! Being in a default aggressive mode means that you're always at the ready to attack whatever problem that may come your way. This is the very definition of our roles in fire and EMS. We aren't paid for what we do. We're paid for what we can do at any given moment. Adopting the mode of default aggressive doesn't mean, as Jocko says it, you walk around with your chest puffed out, ready to bang heads with everyone around you. It doesn't mean you confront people physically or mentally head-on without a tactically superior plan. It doesn't mean you go straight forward into combat without thought and without reason. And it doesn't mean you engage in attrition warfare. 
which honestly is what I see a lot of people do in our profession. They just, they just go, go, go for going sake without a real plan, without a real strategy. I see a lot of people take action for the sake of taking action, for the sake of doing something. Now let's revisit those who jump on the IV right away. Have you ever noticed that the ones who do that on an EMS scene are typically the ones who either don't know how to come up with a proper treatment plan, or maybe they don't want to. In my experience, these attitudes have been what I observe. These are the types of people that jump on the skill every single time and do that one skill, and that's all they do. And then they like kind of stand back and are proud at their one thing that they did, and they're like, yep, see, look at that, look what I did. These people want to do something for the sake of doing something, and so they do what everyone can see them do. So there's no argument that they've contributed something, even if it's needless. What about the blood sugar guy, right? There's always the blood sugar guy. Is there a guy who always gets the blood sugar, whether you need it or not? Oh, I'll get the blood sugar. They want to feel like a part of the team, and they want to feel like they're contributing, even if what they're doing is unwarranted. That's unprofessional, and that's being aggressive in your method not your mode. It's our job to outthink and outmaneuver the elements of the emergency scene. For example, if you show up on a motor vehicle collision on the highway, you want to park your apparatus in a way that protects the scene so that if the looky-loos are too busy staring at the flashing lights or their phone instead of watching the road, they won't plow into the scene and cause even more havoc. Instead, the truck is used as a protective barrier to the scene so that people in cars like that hit the truck instead of driving through the scene like a 90-year-old plowing through a farmer's market because they thought they were pushing the brake instead of the gas. An example of how the default aggressive mindset works on a fire ground is, let's say you've got a, a two-story residential structure that's getting to the point where defensive operations are becoming a very real option. The added problems are the two exposures, houses on both sides. A default aggressive mindset is one where you've already anticipated the fire jumping to the exposures on the Bravo and the Delta sides. So the company officer has already set up engine crews designated to protect those exposures. Being in the mode of default aggressive has you thinking ahead, like a game of chess. If that fire even thinks of jumping to that Bravo or Delta exposure, I'll have teams there waiting and ready. Aggression isn't and shouldn't be an outward attitude. It should be an internal character trait. Jocko says that it's a fire in your mind that says, I'm going to win. I'm going to use every tool I have to crush my enemy. Now that tool may be a sledgehammer and that tool may be a forward thinking strategy. It's one of the, not necessarily one or the other, but it could be either of those, right? You bounce back and forth between intellectual and physical. That's what we do as firefighters and EMS providers. That tool may be an IV catheter, or that tool may be the knowledge that if your patient's having an increased work of breathing and their SpO2 is going down, take a look at the bag you've got them connected to, see how much fluid they've taken in, and then listen to their lungs to see if there's fluid buildup that is causing their increased work of breathing. Then, using your arsenal of knowledge, you can throttle back on the fluid administration and make sure that it doesn't basically drown the patient above water, right? Civilize the mind, but make savage the body. And like Jocko says, default aggressive might be an undeniable display of force, but it also might be a subtle political maneuver. He says that to him, aggression is the unstoppable 
fighting spirit, the drive, the burning desire to achieve mission success using every possible tool, asset, and tactic to bring about victory. I'm a huge subscriber to this way of thinking because I had the opportunity to go to Dallas several years back and I attended an event called Roll Call, which was exclusive to those of us in the fire service, uh, law enforcement, or active military service. It was the inaugural event put on by Echelon Front, which is Jocko's consulting and leadership team. If you follow Jocko at all, then you know he gets up at 4.30 every morning to work out. So what did we do? We got up and worked out with him at 4.30 every morning. If you follow him, then you know that he practices jujitsu. So that's what we did with him and his team after our daily in-class sessions. And during my three-day training with him and his team, I got to learn from them firsthand what leadership in the field looks like, and I got to meet people from all over the U.S. I was taught all about this way of operating and have implemented it in pretty much everything I do. Now, this doesn't mean that I sit there sweating while I stare intensely at a book and I'm reading it while gritting my teeth. I'm not aggressively reading a book, right? What it means is that I'm looking ahead to what book I'll read next and how it will benefit me, the people I serve and the people that I serve with. Operating in the default aggressive mode isn't about who's the biggest guy on the fire ground. It isn't about who can lift the most weights. It isn't about who's got the most certifications. It's about what you do with those things that matter. I know people who are in chief officer roles, chief officer roles, leaders of organizations, which is a position that requires a college degree. And, and there are people that I know who have de degrees, college degrees in zoology. Now, how on earth does that help move the mission forward when it comes to being a leader in the fire service? This is not an accomplishment of someone who subscribes or even understands the idea of default aggressive. This is the practice of someone who just checks boxes. It's sad that we're becoming a profession where we're hailing people who are checking boxes but can't hold a conversation with their brothers in arms. They cannot lead. It makes me think of David Schwimmer's character in Band of Brothers. I don't know if any of you saw that. I'm sure a handful of you have. You may remember Lieutenant Sobel, right? That guy was a terrible leader who didn't have the respect of his men because he treated them as if they were beneath him. What he didn't understand is that the higher you go in rank, the more people you are responsible for serving and not the other way around. That guy met the requirements to be promoted to a position, but was he qualified? No. And there's a difference. And maybe that's a topic for another episode. Just because you meet the requirements doesn't mean you're qualified. Don't just check boxes. Don't just go through the motions. Don't just play the game. I freaking hate when I hear people say, oh, you got to play the game. So you basically have to be a turd bag to get to a position of influence. And then by the time you're in that position of influence, you've spent so much time being a turd bag that you forget how to be a real person. Yeah, sounds great. Great plan. Operate in a default aggressive mode and be ready for what may come your way. When a challenge or challengers step in front of you, make them wish they never had. Make them see that you've prepared for the moment in such a way that the challenge or the challenger will humbly step aside lest they be torn asunder. This was a pretty intense one today, right? I gave you a peek behind the curtain as to how I operate. 
Now, I don't want to say that I operate in the shadows, but I do operate in silence. Like a shark beneath the surface, I'm there, waiting, ready. What are some of the ways that you are at the ready? What are some of the ways that you remain adaptable? What are some of the ways you make sure that you're aggressively prepped and ready to strike when the time is right? Share it with those of us in the group by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com slash groups slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. Here you can connect with me and firefighters from all over the world. You can gain some perspective and get support from brothers and sisters who actually care about building up the brotherhood. This is what the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me and the rest of the crew in the group. It's a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. And also, if you want to take a look at the products and merchandise that I'm currently offering, I've got hats and shirts available. Visit www.ignitedff.com and you can click on the online shop there. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.